children. The Earth was destroyed by a great war. I was programmed to protect you. And now, we start again. Raised by Wolves is an American science fiction, American drama television series created by Aaron Guzowski that premiered on HBO Max on September 3rd, 2020. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the first two episodes of Raised by Wolves. As featured on the new streaming platform HBO, is featured on HBO Max, not HBO, not just HBO Now, not HBO Go, HBO Max. Apparently, this is the one that they're featuring it on. I don't know what's going on with HBO and all their split hubs. What the hell's going on with their uh, networks? But apparently, it's not released on all of the HBOs. So be sure to look for the Max. Okay. So, first off, I want to say that I've only seen the first two episodes, and we're going to talk about them in spoiler-free section real quick for anybody who has no idea what this is about. I'm not going to give too much of the background information with the with regards to the directors and technicals and who this is uh, by, because I kind of enjoyed not knowing who, who this was ingratiated by. So, uh, who this uh, executive producer was and director was what what the overall direction is because i think once you find out who the director is um it kind of gears you in the headspace of like oh yeah so this is that kind of uh show or movie feel that they want you to have so i want you to um experience it in the same way i did if you have not seen or heard anything about them so this is Raised by Wolves, not the 2013 uh, television show, but it's the 2020 uh, science fiction uh, show starring uh, uh, what is it? Amanda Collin as mother and Abukar Salem as father. Um, and let me just give a quick roundup of what this is about. Um... Raised by Wolves centers around two androids, father and mother, tasks with raising human children on Kepler-22b after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colonies of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. So... With saying that, yes, this is some very, I think it's considered low concept, but it's a bit above what I was expecting Westworld would eventually be. It kind of feels like what season two of Westworld should have been, in my opinion, just kind of like um, the more exploration of life, especially between AI and uh, how we, you know, procreate as humans and so this show let me just say first of all looks like a million bucks smells like a million bucks i think the acting's pretty damn good um so it overall looks like you're uh watching a movie the entire time 
um, when you're kind of being introduced to who these two androids are, father and mother, you are getting a lot of religious overtones and stuff like that. So I just want to say with all of that, this show's not for everybody, but I do think this is a type of show that's going to be for me. This was the type of show that I was very much hoping, um, like I said, Westworld was going to be. It. But not only are there comparisons to Westworld, I think that there are absolute comparisons to the uh the ter the world that James Cameron created the terminator world um and so there's very much this internal struggle between um you know humans and ai alike and you can tell that just by the first first episode i'd say and so it is somewhat of a slow burn but they uh unravel the mystery at a pace at least for the first two episodes, in a way that was very satisfying for me overall. I think it's smartly written, it's well-directed, the acting is phenomenal. I was just blown away on all fronts. I'm ready to watch the next episode as we speak. I'm, 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 let me see. Uh, looks like the third one probably is already... Uh, oh, so the first three are already uh, available at this point. So... Yeah, I will say I really enjoyed the first two episodes without going into too much more spoiler territory. Um, let me see, let me see. I think that's just about it from the non-spoiler side. I do want to talk about this from a perspective of uh, who this is created by. So, this is, it's not... Spoiler territory, but I just wish I just didn't know before watching it. So this might be the point where you go watch it and come back and listen to the podcast a little bit more. I totally understand. Um, but overall, this first episode has the direction and look and feel of, wait for it, Ridley Scott. Yes, director Ridley Scott, who most people all remember for Blade Runner, The Martian, Gladiator countless of numerous pieces of sci-fi and just world building um types of uh media I, I didn't realize that he had a he was an ep on halo nightfall i didn't even know that was a with luke cage in that i didn't, didn't realize that we're just not going to talk about exodus uh <laughs> gods and kings and that whitewashing bullshit they had on that but overall the majority of things that uh, Ridley Scott is involved in I really do generally enjoy he's got a, a look and a style that is a way that is always of a piece that helps the world building I always feel like when Ridley Scott has his hand in something he definitely has his hand in uh, the world building I didn't realize Ridley Scott directed Hannibal as well Wow. Okay, so, um, yeah, he's had his hand on too many things to count. Obviously, Blade Runner being one of the biggest things uh, under his belt in, in the sci-fi realm. Um, but yes, and so this first episode, let's talk about it a little bit more into it. Also, I did find out that Ridley Scott is an EP and his son is a director on some of the episodes as well. So um, let's hop into this first episode uh, episode 1, Raised by Wolves, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Aaron Guzowski. Um, 
In the 22nd century, two androids, mother and father, escape an Earth devastated by war between militant atheist and a religious order known as the Mytherak to colonize the planet Keplar, bringing them, <clears throat> bringing with them human embryos, which, with which to begin a new civilization. Twelve years later, only one child, Campion, has survived, as prospects for the future of the colony appear grim. The three are shocked to discover that they are not the only refugees from Earth in this part of the universe. The first episode was phenomenal and just hooking us in this world and ingratiating us and how cold this was going to be. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to just watch these kids grow up and die. I was like, this is really rough. And then it started going into the parts of uh, how androids are trying to uh, cultivate any sort of human life, if, if possible, and what the links that they're going to do to enable for these kids to live or at least one of them to live and so we we see the catastrophic effects of what happened when humans try to come um when they try to come get uh campion and it is insane i mean she just does this like screech with her eyeballs or something like that i mean this is this is what i'm talking about the craziness of the episode this this is full spoilers of the first episode um holy santa claus straight and they just explode into a million pieces like why were the why were the mythrak is that what sorry sorry i'm still trying to figure out after destroying the mythrak oh so, so why were the mythrak saying that she looked like an old bottle that could be easily taken down and and she was being kind of handled by that one guy for a second but then all of a sudden she starts screeching and all of a sudden just just a million pieces uh i was just like good god man so uh that will bring the second episode after we find out all about that i i was so pissed hbo max shows um father getting killed or killed by mother the first episode and then when they're showing you what's going to happen in the future episodes like almost immediately they show him getting his heart back and coming back to life like don't show us the like why are you gonna do that like just let us just organically show us that a character comes back not in the previews it's like oh my gosh you spoil you spoil your own shit anyways Second episode, Pentagram. After destroying the Mythrak vessel, Mother brings five surviving Mythrak children, Tempest, Paul, Hunter, Holly, and Vida, to the colony to raise a long campion. Marcus, having survived Mother's attempt on his life, reunites with the remnant of the Mythrak as they struggle to adapt to life on Kepler-22b. Campion grows concerned about his mother's behavior and begins questioning her intentions. Now, I will say the acting, holy Santa Claus, the acting on uh, Abukar Salem as father and Amanda Collin as mother, God bless America. I'd say that they are acting their asses off. Um, Amanda Collin is blowing my mind with how she is able to balance being uh, almost 
insane, psychotic, but yet somehow, somehow still logical and still trying to be able to carry the mission uh, of this android. And it is it is phenomenal to watch. And I like seeing how she's, um, I don't know, like she's like this androgynous creature that she plays it's 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 fascinating to watch and uh winter mcgarth as campion i he looks very uh familiar winter mcgarth let me see where we saw him before doctor doctor red dog alof i haven't seen any of those I, I, the kid looks way more familiar than that but i don't see anything that i would have seen him on aloft i don't think i've seen no i don't know he looks familiar, but I haven't seen him in anything. Um, but the kid's good as well. I don't want to look too far in the cast. I don't want to get spoiled. But Travis Fummel is in this as well as Marcus. He is best well known for being in the Warcraft movie as uh, and Andrin Lothar. Is that the right? I don't, I'm sure I got that wrong. I'm sorry about that. He's in Warcraft, and he's also a Ragnar. Um in uh vikings which i've only heard good things about that and my buddy mark who's been on the podcast before has raved about before and so um yeah i'm kind of excited to see this guy on an hbo uh, primetime television show this is some real real um but yeah so with these new children that have been brought to the camp there is a little bit more light uh, uh it's not comedy but it's like a pressure release a little bit between the, the children. The, the children all are still very much involved in religion. And it, this whole, this entire piece, this uh, te television show seems to be, you know, with uh, humans, you know, trying to understand and still follow religion versus, you know, androids who are completely against it at this point. And so... Um, and, and it seems that to, to be, to, to be a believer, I, 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 right now I'm confused at the people that are militant atheists and the, the new Mithrak, um, order. Like I'm, I'm confused. I thought the Mithrak, I, I guess, so the Mithrak are still, so the Mithrak are still involved in religion, but the militant atheist, I don't know if we've seen the militant atheist. I was a little bit confused on if we if those have been seen or not. And Marcus's character at the very beginning of the second episode, which was kind of confusing. So these two people, which maybe I almost have to like look at the plot for this one. So for the second episode, I'm just going to say the plot for this one. In 2145, during the Battle of Boston, atheist soldier Caleb and his wife decide to respectively impregnate Mithrak Captain Marcus and his wife, Sue, with the help of an android plastic surgeon. Okay, I did not even understand that, that she was impregnate. Wow, I did not see that. Okay, so after assassinating... The real Marcus and Sue at their residence. They board the Mithrak spacecraft Heaven, where that's kind of like on the nose a little bit, where they find the deceased couple's son, Paul, who ends up being taken later. So the, honestly, you got to be like Charlie and fucking uh, it's 
Always Sunny in Philadelphia with that, you know, stupid red le- red board trying to figure out what the heck's, you know, the the red tape or so the red yarn everywhere. It's like, so we got this clue over here. We got this one over here, this one over here. And so it says, back in the present on Kepler-22, Mother replaces her eyes, the source of her superpowers, with that of a Mithrak android. She also receives father with its heart. They re- they return to take care of their son Campion as well as the five Mithrak children, Hunter, Tempest, Holly, Vita, and Paul. Tempest later confines in mother that she is pregnant with the child of a Mithrak priest who raped her on heaven, which just sounds weird. Uh horde of unidentified desert creatures attack the farm but are killed by mother after she reclaims her original eyes that were momentarily momentarily stolen by untrusting campion um yeah campion don't be touching the eyes um a little bit of things about the eyes is this supposed to be like an analogy of some sort like your eyes can destroy people in a way you know i'm can I'm not confused, but I'm just curious about what these androids' powers are because we saw them, I think, 12 years ago whenever the uh, the battle was going on in Boston. Like, you see those types of androids running around, destroying, you know, I guess during the battle, they're just in this, like, Jesus pose, run, going around exploding people and things. And you see what happens to the people's faces in the first episode. My Lord, I was like... <laughs> you just got bucked up, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. Um, so a horde of un- unidentified creatures attack the farm, but are killed by mother. Um, yeah, the creatures didn't look as good as I thought they were going to. I was like, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. After she reclaims her original eyes, everyone's known. Having survived Mother's earlier assault, Marcus falls asleep next to a wormhole after tying himself to a nearby rock. At first, I was like, why the fuck is this guy going near this rock? It just didn't make any sense to be that close to that hole. I was like, all right. But uh, we do see what how, how is uh, how smart this guy is because he's you know being attacked and he's just he's asleep, so he he's put down the hole, but he's also got a rope to hold him on in case he goes too far. Or in case he in case he falls off the side and uh, is asleep. The same creatures spot him and knock him off the ledge. However, he managed to manages to avoid a serious injury, and is later rescued by another Mithrak team. Um, so yeah, I I thought it was a really good episode to follow up on the, um, the first one. I guess my whole thing was like, uh, where have the, yeah, I think father even actually points it out at the time. He says, we've been here for 12 years and there hasn't been any like animals or any like attacks like that. It's kind of weird that they would just start to do that randomly besides the fact that, you know, obviously us as the audience want some sort of threat to happen on this planet because the planet's kind of, you know, chill for the most part. It's not that crazy. Um, but yeah, I guess 
bringing these animals into the game or into the fold make this much more um, of an interesting planet and kind of puts a little boilerplate on it as well. So, yeah, I, I appreciate you listening, watching, look at our podcast review on uh, Raised by Wolves. These are the first two episodes. I'm not probably going to do an episode by episode. I'm actually might be a little bit late. I'm seeing the original release date was September 3rd. And it's going to be playing through what is supposed to be October 1st is what it looks like. It looks like seven episodes might already be out. So I might have to go ahead and get on this shit, man. Um, but yeah, I thought I originally looked at it and I thought only two episodes were out. But heck, it looks like we might have a couple more episodes to watch. Um, but yeah, let me know what you thought about the show. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. Let me know how I can improve comments, questions, concerns. Look at our podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me see, paypal.me slash the podcast for all donations that helps us keep the lights on and keep everything moving and grooving on the Lucky Dog podcast uh, side. So what do we have coming up down the tube? We are trying to finish up the Avatar podcast. The Avatar series has already been watched and we've already got uh, pretty much the first half of season three down in the tube still editing it i've already completed the first season of cora season one is coming down the tube as well so if you want to catch up on that i have some definitely good impressions and good hot takes on um cora mulan 2020 was our most recent movie that we watched i'm gonna have to get on my movie watch and i've been a little bit behind but um i did watch mulan 1995 i think it was i don't don't quote me on that year but i have checked out the earlier one as well and i'm going to do a review on it um tenant 2020 we'll check that out um gave it a solid solid review um tried to be as in-depth as possible with regards of only seeing it one time if you are interested in behind the scenes of the lucky doll podcast check out the aftercast so Thank you for watching, listening, Lucky Dog Podcast. For this podcast early, subscribe on YouTube. For this podcast mastered, get on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast provider. For this podcast live, watch it live on Twitch at Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you and take it easy. I did forget to mention that... uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, a, a an accompanying podcast that goes along with this. Uh, it says on October 29th it would be announced that... Uh, oh, sorry, August 26th, sorry. An official podcast companion by uh, produced by iHeartRadio is uh, going to be published as well. So maybe check that out if you want to have a little bit of uh, backup, detailed information behind the show. Behind the scenes. All right, y'all. Thank you. That big bad wolf she was talking about. Mother? That's her. Actually went to or I watched through episode 5, so I'm just going to go ahead and cover through episode 5. So, the first five episodes of Raised by Wolves essentially give you the overall 
uh, power dynamics of what's happening. So by now, just go ahead and watch through through episode five. Um, it'll explain to you how the androids became reprogrammed um, by atheists, one of them being named Campion. Um, through episode five, I thought we had a phenomenal um, uh, piece of uh, a flashback between um, Mother and Campion, and it's through this like simulation you're learning about how the androids became um, reprogrammed to start a new world on Kepler 22b. And so I I just want to say that this the first five episodes are kind of of a piece, and I can see why I think HBO Max released the first three episodes all as one, and then week by week after that on Thursdays. And so I, without going too much in detail, you know, we got the, the block in episode four that is uh, giving uh, everyone power on the... Uh, or not power, but they're uh, giving them warmth, and they're trying to figure out how to get inside the block. And then on the other side, you have the androids, and the kids are all starting to explore and uh, become more comfortable with each other. I like the kids. I think all of the kids are are much needed for the light hard heartedness of this television show. Although I do feel like the kids are starting to become a little bit of a piece where you're just saying, all right, they're kind of there to create tension or a problem um and <clears throat> there's just a uh, a lot of paternal imagery with with when it uh, regards to how the necromancers um uh sorry the androids are uh interacting with the kids and how they're trying to protect them and stuff like that and how they have these animals trying to attack the, the camp that one of them actually was pregnant it's like what are these animals um but yeah so also on uh the mythrax side they run into a guy who was on the ship who has this like mandalorian looking prison style saw looking thing on his head and he has an android near him and if he gets too far away from the android the thing's going to crush his head this guy's a prisoner and he's like a rapist murderer guy and he says that soul which is the uh kind of like the voice or something that speaks to him is told him to do all this which is just kind of ridiculous i don't i don't even want to hear excuses for uh, being a rapist but there is some sort of uh voice or entity that is speaking to uh, you know the main the main character, and I will say um, it appears that he's starting to lose his shit at the end of episode five when he's having sex with his wife. Um, starting, he's hallucinating, he's hearing things, just things are all going out of whack. Um, as well with the androids, I did want to say I really enjoy uh, the father dynamic. By episode five, you understand him always trying to have a a a, a sil a single solidified, solidified like joke, and it's like you understand his um, personality. Like these two things, these two androids are clearly supposed to be robots, but they have such different personalities in the way that they're approaching their mission. And I love how um, Abu Kar is um, playing this 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 android who's trying to learn 
jokes to tell people tell people at other times and it's just very uh it's entertaining for him to uh, for us to just watch him grow and thrive i'm glad they decided not to permanently kill him in episode uh one um so yeah with saying that let's jump into the rest of raised by wolves it's hard not to just plow through this and and uh binge the entire thing but thank you for listening watching plug it out podcast